Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We're the Holderness family. As if you didn't know that from us just saying our last names. And you clicked on it, presumably. You clicked on the link. It's the best intro I've ever done anyway. Just we, uh, nailing this. Yeah, we make YouTube, Facebook videos. Hopefully you've seen them. Thank you for watching them. This is a little bit longer, different format from the videos. It's a podcast. Yes, and our goal is we want to make you laugh, but also we want to make you think and, and give you some tools to make your life maybe a little bit better. We would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. We would love it if you left a review. Leaving a review on people's podcasts is awesome. We read them all. It's pretty amazing. I should read you a review right now, but I haven't printed one out. But let's just pretend I did. They're amazing. Five stars, says my mom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Has your mom left a review yet? Probably. Um, so hey, also take a screenshot, tag us at the Holderness family on Instagram, and we love it when you share it. But hey, today's episode is one of my favorites. Yeah, so Thanksgiving is supposed to bring people together, and we want to keep it that way. Unfortunately, because of stuff going on in the world, because of crazy opinions on both sides, Thanksgiving has the tendency to move people farther away from each other. And we're trying to fix that. Yes. Yeah, so we brought in our favorite marriage people counselor. I'm going to call him a people counselor, life counselor, to give us some real life, like a script almost. He gives us a script on how to handle these tough conversations. Yeah, like two or three phrases that I will never forget after this. Also, how social media and how cable news is affecting the way that people talk to each other. Lots of neat little tips. It gets a little dark in the middle. <laughs> but I promise it ends with, but we'll leave ends, you laughing. Yeah, kind of like a turkey. <laughs> Leaves you laughing. Okay, hit it. The turkey's been kind of dry. Turkey? And it even costs more. Turkey? Open up the nay-nay. Turkey? I can not the way for your Thanksgiving day. It is going to come up. No, no. They're gonna bring up hills and trunks. Cousin Bill's gonna say he voted red. And our neighbor's going after his head. People are gonna be 
Because everyone's mad And it's gonna get bad So how we gonna fix that? Sometimes you gotta say, hey Welcome to my couch Drink away your feelings Cheer at all the touchdowns And suppress your anger Welcome to my couch I'll be watching football I prefer concussions Over these discussions Everything's okay till the first half ends Cousin Bill is mad about insurance a new hip and he's irritable Blames the White House for his deductible And there's even more drama He says thanks Obama And it's gonna cause trauma And I gotta say, say Welcome to my couch Listen to Troy Aikman Talk about formation Not about our nation Welcome to my couch You can go Avoid this. Check it. I got a checklist of Thanksgiving topics that aren't about politics. Brangelina, why you think they broke up? Pluto's not a planet. Man, that's messed up. They're bringing that awesome show 24 back. iPhone 7, no headphone jack. Any other topics so we can find a way to avoid politics for just one day? Welcome to my couch. Stop persuading my kids. They can't even vote till 2028. To my couch, stay until the game ends. You guys can become friends. Just don't turn to CNN. That was our Thanksgiving video two years ago. Welcome to my couch. It was right after the election, and we were all thinking, like, how in the heck are we going to have a Thanksgiving meal? With our family. <laughs> we somehow got through it, and we've gotten yes. through the one uh, after that one. And now here we are, two years later, and politics appear to be back on the main course. Yes. When people are talking. Not that it ever really went away, but we wanted to make today all about not just getting through Thanksgiving, but finding good ways to talk to your family and finding ways to put love in front of arguments and, and all this other stuff. So we brought in our ringer when it comes to these topics. It is He is now the Alec Baldwin of our podcast, like like he is to SNL, because this is his third appearance. Except for Alec Baldwin, I think, just got arrested. I don't think Christopher Edmonston is going to be arrested Not anytime soon. Have you ever been, hang on. No good question. You're a pastor. Have you ever been arrested? No. Have you ever had a misdemeanor? Yes. Okay, tell us exactly what happened. <laughs> you know, driving too fast, running late for work when I was a much oh, younger man. So lame. Oh, it's very to get, boring. To get to lame. church. Very you were driving so fast to get to church. I think it was like driving fast to get to like sell shoes or something like oh, that. Right. It's okay. been a while. So, okay, so he's excused. <laughs> and again, we keep this podcast very light and we're not going to talk about uh, leanings and, and theories in one way or the other. What we are going to talk about is how to sit across the table from some Somebody and have a meaningful conversation so that your Thanksgiving and your Christmas dinner does not um, just dissolve into people getting arrested. So here comes Chris Edmonston's <laughs> Thanksgiving sermon <laughs> for us. No, so tell me, is this is this a, a question, a concern for other people? Is it just us? No, it's not just you. Uh, I'm sad to say that 
probably anywhere from five to ten times each year. It'll probably be closer to ten this year from October 1st, really through the new year. I'll get asked questions. How do I go home? How do I talk to my dad? My grandfather drives me crazy. And it really doesn't matter from what perspective people are coming from. The reality is, is that we are so terribly divided and that division doesn't just happen on television it's come into our homes it's come around the thanksgiving table it's come around the sacred places of our larger families yeah and it it seems more and more it's there are there any families left where everyone feels the same way (laughs) ideologically i don't know very many yeah i don't know very many no Uh, and i think that in my own family, i think like most of america we are split in the middle and and my brother and I, I love this man. I love my brother, but he and I are very, very different. It causes, it causes, it has caused problems, but I actually went to you for some counseling for sure. Um, did it work? It did. <laughs> Good. You know, because we, we honestly just needed to learn how to talk to each right. other uh, without talking about the Both elef- sides needed to learn how to talk to each other. Of course. Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like we both, we both learned. Well, um, that's probably the first lesson is that both sides in any of these conversations, debates, arguments, probably have something to learn from each other and need to do a much better job of listening before speaking. Let's start with this. So let's set the table (laughs) (laughs) metaphorically (laughs) with this without giving names, obviously. Can you give us some sort of extreme circumstances and stories you've heard in the past about like, wow, this is a real problem going around just a holiday dinner? That's a great question. I think the most extreme is people just eventually refuse to go. Like I've, I sure. have such a hard time speaking to my dad. My mom and I are so divided on this that we just agreed not to talk for three months, six months, a year. Mm. Holidays, you know, out the window, just gone completely. So it gets that extreme, and it doesn't really matter in terms of individual stories. I mean, I can tell you some because the result is always the same: broken relationships, fractured uh, psyches, and and broken hearts. Why can't my mom and I talk anymore? Um, it does real damage. Um, one, one thing, you know, you've heard the expression before, uh, art imitates life. Um, uh, sometimes, though, it goes the other way. Sometimes life imitates art. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to get really nerdy here, which I have a tendency to do sometimes. That's and correct. we love it. But back in 1998, there was this really great book written called The Argument Culture by a woman who's a linguist named Deborah Tannen. And in this book, she theorized that we were going to become a culture that was consumed with argument because of the way that we were consuming news. So take your favorite CNN show, Fox News show, MSNBC show, doesn't matter. We take a hard issue like gun control, we politicize it, and we take the two most extreme people we can find on the issue, Mm -hmm. the most pro-gun person that's ever lived and the most anti-gun person that's ever lived, and they throw them on TV, and they shout at each other for five minutes, and we say, that's the conversation. We just frame the debate, and we've watched that now for 20 or more years, and it's actually our lives imitating that art form. That's interesting. It actually started on ESPN. I think. No, I'm serious. Like, pardon the interruption. I'm going to put my sports nerd hat on. That was in uh, 30 Rock parody, and they called it Sports Shouting. Sports Shouting. It's just people shouting. I can't even watch it. And they built a matrix and a graphics (laughs) matrix around it. Well, no, but the sports journalism has turned into argumentative shouting. shouting. And then and politics kind of followed suit when they saw that that was doing well. You're so right. That's what that's what every news station looks like now. And, and but if you you interviewed that guy that I'm staring at out the window right now, we're in downtown Raleigh. If I went and interviewed him on and gun control or anything else, he would probably have an opinion in the middle. You know what I mean? Most yeah. people can see things in the middle. 
Okay, quick break from that conversation to thank one of our sponsors. They support us, so please support them. And this one hits close to home, Kim, because we have changed our diet drastically in 2018. Yes. And it's made a huge difference. Like, I'm not going to die anymore. <laughs> Yay, my cholesterol levels are better. So this is very apropos. Yes, because we're, we obsess over what we eat. But then I was looking at my skincare routine, and it was a little out of whack. I have to say, I thought like, oh, good, more chemicals. That must work better. That is not true. I want to introduce you to Folane. It's a clean beauty retailer with a curated selection of the highest performing, safest, and 100% non-toxic products. We obsess what we put on, like into our bodies and how we exercise and how much we sleep. We need to care more about the products we are applying to our skin. Folane's products are clean. They're made from only natural, good-for-you ingredients. That means you never have to worry about synthetic filters, and we know that they are going to do good things for your skin. Follow-up question for the guys. Yeah. Um, you just put it on top of your skin, right? And you just right. wipe it right off. Does it actually no. get into your body when but you the, put makeup absolutely. on? Absolutely. You okay. know your skin is your largest organ, and it absorbs 60% of the products you apply to it. So if you're putting that junk on your skin, it's getting into your body. So why do you put makeup on in the first place? <sighs> Anyway, okay, so I'm going natural. I'm cleaning up the beauty routine, and Folane has this amazing clean essentials kit. It's a perfect getaway if you're looking to explore clean beauty. It has a lot of like sample sizes in it. We, uh, I got my kit. We went on a trip. I took this, and I am upset. It's a hundred percent upset. You're obsessed, I think is what you meant I'm to say. Obsessed. You're I'm not obsessed. Upset. I'm obsessed. Yes, 100% non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free, suitable for all skin types. Skin tights? This is a really good ad. Keep going. I like this. So skin no, but tights, I really love but it. But it does keep your skin tight. It does. There you but, go. But okay. I'm saying I do love this stuff. So they have this cleanser. It is the smoothest. It has sea minerals and algae, de- and it's detoxifying. And they have a toner that you like spray on, and it preps your skin for the moisturizer. The moisturizer, okay, ready? Ursa Major Golden Hour Recovery Cream. That's the Big Dipper. I know, right? Sorry, that's no, my one contribution. But like, right now, we're getting into this like dry season, so my skin is just thirsty, and it just sucks it right up. And they had this soap, and it's supposed it's like a hand and body soap. Why do we have to have a special face soap and a special hand soap and a special body soap? It, it's soap. It's soap. So it's it's amazing. So we're obsessed. You, sh- you really need to try this Clean Essentials Kit. So um, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Folane, F-O-L-L, A-I-N dot com slash Holderness to try this kit. Um, You're going to enter promo code Holderness, H-O-L-D-E-R-N-E-S-S, and you can get the kit for only $22. That's 50% off. So get this Clean Essentials kit for only $22. That's 50% off. Go to Folane, F-O-L-L-A-I-N dot com slash Holderness to try the kit. Enter promo code Holderness at checkout for free shipping. It's seriously awesome. You're going to love it. Disclaimer, Folane will not help you say words better. (laughs) Your mom is hosting Thanksgiving and you haven't talked to her. You disagree about a lot of things. How do you even walk in? What is the first thing you say? Well, the first thing you have to be aware of is that almost all human communication is nonverbal. And so if you come in right the door, and you are automatically defensive, closed off, closed off on edge, like you're walking on glass. Your mom, your dad, whoever, the people around you are going to pick up on that really fast. 
Okay, so... Is that like the way that they look at you, the way that they... What's the way that you are looking when you come in, and then you can pick up the fact that if you come in on broken glass and they have the reaction that you're expecting when you come in on edge already, then you're already in the cycle of everybody's picking on each other, everybody's ready to fight. So it's the best thing to do to like walk in, if it, if it works for your family, throw up a big hug, just like oh, a good yeah. strong hug. Come in with positive energy, no matter what. They're still your family. The, the question that you have to answer, even if you're having a hard time dealing with your family because of fights in the culture or political arguments that you've had, is, is an election, and there's another one coming two years from now, is any election or any candidate, right, they all have a shelf life. It may be too long for you, but is any election or any candidate worth breaking the relationship from the people that, that made you with the people that made you? That's the question. How how much power do you want to give that argument with the people that you're supposed to love and who are supposed to love you? Why can't they move elections to when we're already miserable, <laughs> like February, February, or March? You know, this is this, this is bad timing. Right? Time it's, like right. it's at the wrong time of year. Yeah, <laughs> it is at the wrong time of year. And I, I is it? Am I being naive uh. that it just it seems like? We also in families and in with friendships even and certainly online, we've become more comfortable like saying terrible things to each other. Oh, yeah. That's something that a lot of pastors and psychologists are trying to dig down on. And the people it's hitting the hardest, of course, are our children because they don't have the maturity to deal with the emotional and psychological results when someone trolls you, attacks you, snarks you, whatever it may be. And we see this in the headlines all the time and rightly so it's a it rightly so. It's a huge problem for our kids. But yes, we become very comfortable. Uh blame social media if we if we must, that's as good a culprit as any I know. But not only being critical of someone, but going to this place. In other words, I don't agree with you. You and I don't agree has become I don't agree with you, and that makes you stupid, and right. I'm going to tell you exactly how stupid you are. Right. And I, I, obviously with what we do, we we hear those comments. Um, you guys get some good comments. We get some good ones. Oh, my gosh, this weekend. <laughs> some rich ones. Can I, I almost want to read it because it made me laugh so hard, this woman. <laughs> she, and I try – so – for the record, I try my best to respond to every positive comment because I think it's that I love the community. I love the people. I recognize the names. And I've met some of these people. And I'm like, I know your name. You leave comments. It's amazing. I got this woman who who, who messaged, like, your videos are stupid. I hate you. And I was like, and I started laughing. That was my reaction. I started laughing. I said, you know what? Thank you so much. Instead of just scrolling past our stupid videos, thank you for taking the time and just spreading this negative energy. Really, I, it, it really means a lot. Thank you. Have a great day. And she went, and then I just, and that was it. She came back with 12 pages of wanting to, to get on an airplane and come fight yeah, me. Wonder, right. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to come, I'm going to come see you and I'm going to, you're going to tell it to my face. And I was like, you're drunk, Karen. Like, log off right now. I'm like, who are these this people? Is, this is strangely appropriate <laughs> question uh, because we all know that Kim has some sarcasm and passive aggressiveness that she's just very talented at. And she I'm appeared gifted. to have used it in the thank you for in all of your you. negative energy. <laughs> Let's talk about that vis-a-vis Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, don't do that. Don't engage the crazy. No, I'm serious. Yeah, don't engage the crazy. So what do you – okay, so we know 
step one, come in with positive energy. Even if it's you're you're smiling, you're going to throw up a hug. This is going to be a great day is your attitude. Somehow, some way, this is a great day. You know what we should do? We should set up a fake scenario, like a fake family, and, we'll, and that way we can visualize this, okay? It's not our family. It's not Chris's family. It's going to be Max's family. It's Max. Yeah. Let's go with say Max. Max's family. Hey. Hey. Hello, everyone. Everyone say hi to Max. Max has been awake since 3 a.m.? Is that right? Yeah. Do you have any idea what we're even talking about right now? <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey, one more sponsor we want to thank. They support us, so please support them. They help make weddings a little less stressful, and holy moly, we could have all used this for those of us who are already married. For those of you who are not or who know someone who is getting married, listen carefully. So Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. It's reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. How do they do that, Kim? <laughs> No, seriously, I wish we had this. Are you kidding me? It takes the stress out of wedding planning, so you get a free wedding website. I remember we made a wedding re- website, and it cost us a lot of money. Kimandven.com. I know. It was like a picture of us at the beach smiling. I know, saying, but this Come one... to our wedding and then buy some expensive stuff. No, when we couldn't link a wedding registry, and they have so this one you can put your wedding registry on it, and you can do really affordable save the dates and invitations, and they have planning tools. Oh my gosh, this maybe I would have enjoyed the wedding planning experience a little more had we had Zola. Anyway, so you have a free you start with a free wedding website. It's so easy. It takes just a few minutes to set up. You can add photos, you get stories how you met and the travel and a Accommodations info that would have been amazing. Um, you just recommend for things for your guests to do, and you can add your Zola registry on your wedding website's website. There's the words again that I have to say. Websites. Websites. Very good. And then they, you know, could I as a guest appreciate? I, I want to know where you're registered. I want to buy you the thing that you want. I don't want to like just buy a random vase for you, right? Or, well, in the South, they just do that anyway. I know, They're they, like, I don't know if I want to buy anything on the registry. You know what I have in my closet? And stuff. Some <laughs> smock clothes. Yeah, and yeah. they have the Zola uh, store has the widest selections of gifts from all different p- price points. Get this. You can register for top brands, including Cr- Cuisinart, Sonos, Airbnb. You can even do funds for honeymoon, a future home, a new puppy. You can, like, you can give a cash gift. Hey, Kim, how do you get Zola? Will you... You don't love wedding stuff. I I love everybody else's wedding stuff. I love a wedding website. Anyway, to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry, go to Zola.com slash Holderness. Go to Zola.com slash Holderness to get your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry um, by Zola.com slash Holderness. Seriously, I would have loved to have had like all that in one place makes your life so easy. Hold on. So what do you want to do now? I want him to like, I want him to break down a situation and we Mm. can't do our family. But but we could do like a fake. We could do like the Smiths, okay? Oh, but no, we could go with the Trujillos because there's a lot to unfold in them. Really? Right there. Like, can we can, can we, we use Max as the guinea pig here? Let's we, do it. We can try. Yeah, I'm I'm up for anything. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. This is this is very Dr. Phil. So what's the situation? This is so funny. This was the one day that Max thought he was just going to skate through because he got here at three a.m. Yeah, yeah. We're about to I make was, him the main character. Oh wait, wait. I'm I'm now in this. <laughs> it's you. It's you. Okay. So so how do you want to? 
Max. Should I paint the picture? Yes, paint the picture and then create some drama, even if it's you can go over the top. Give some situations and let Chris talk you through what you should do in those situations. Okay, well, for one, finding out where we go to Thanksgiving is like a major deal because we have many different families. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I imagine a lot of people have that. Well, once you get married, there are two families the, that and, you have to figure out. And like, if sometimes that's a yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh, our quick solve was we moved. All the way across the other side of the country. That's a very expensive strategy, but it can work. <laughs> uh, but then it becomes really expensive because now we have to go back every now and then. And it's okay. do we go to Northern California where my family lives right. or do we go to Southern California where my wife's family lives? And this year we're going to go to Northern California. No, that's right. I lost. This year we're doing it all. We're no. flying back to Los Angeles first, two nights there driving up to San Jose and two nights there. So we're doing like a five, six-day trip somehow. That sounds terrible. And so basically I'm gonna, I'm gonna, everybody. Right, I'm going to interject there. Like you said something to me that made all my sort of – I'm not Dr. Phil. I'll never be Dr. Phil, but all my Dr. Philiness. Actually, all Dr. My, Phil is here. Rank, Dr. Rank, Phil rank, is rank. here in the studio right now, Christopher. And I don't appreciate you stereotyping my therapy. Well, Dr. Phil, I was interested when Max said the phrase, I lost. That's when I yes, got jumped out of my head. Did you see me? Yes, did you, I you did. You, you, you got your pen you're, out, and you yes. were making a note, and then you decided to heck with the note. I'm just going to say this. So, okay. So, I lost. I was, I was making this trip all about a family member that we all haven't seen in a long time. So I thought, well, we're going to go back, and we're going to see him. It's going to be amazing. The whole trip was like that was the epicenter of the idea of the, seeing the trip. I've seen the family. Uh, but then, you know, uh, you you start to miss other members of the family. Felicia was like, it would be really great to see my dad. It would really be great yeah. to see, you know, everybody. And so we thought, well, how can we make this whole thing work? Ultimately, we did it. It wasn't too too difficult getting a one way into L.A. and another one, you know, from yeah. San Jose back to Raleigh. Uh, it wasn't hard, but it was just definitely we had to we had to work on it. Are there dy- are there dynamics you're predicting? Yeah, I think there's been there's always a lot of drama. Like people don't feel respected enough. People don't get enough time with you. They want to see the kids a lot. There's a lot of turmoil of who gets to spend the most time with the grandkids mm-hmm. and our our children. And so that's really tough. This time, I just I don't know how you feel about this, but I put everybody, meaning Felicia's family, my wife's family, and everybody on my side of the family, all on one huge email and said, hey, y'all, we're going to be here for six days. This is our itinerary. If you want to see us, this is where we'll be. And we just kind of I love out. that. Yeah. I love that. So I think Max actually has done what I think I would advise anybody to do, even with the bigger scenario, which is We've just had this election two years ago. Thanksgiving was terrible. I'm worried about it happening again. And that is um, he has made a plan that is workable, and he's set an expectation for the people that he's going to see. Setting expectations is huge when it comes to large family systems. So does your family generally agree ideologically when it comes to politics? Yeah, I think everybody – we're all Californians. Okay. Yeah. I just realized that this is a horrible direction we've taken. You guys all agree oh, but, with the same thing. But no, that's not yeah. true because yeah. my mom is the one that totally agrees with all of us and you know we're pretty left-leaning. Uh, and then after the elections will come in, she's like, oh, yeah, I voted for – 
the right side. And we go, well, wait a minute. We all just had this long conversation last night. It's like, I know. But when I really got into the room and I thought about it, and my mom works for like the government and like, okay. you know, oh, wow. does like, uh, she gets contractual work for really okay. like things. So she's like, eh, sometimes we job. do need those Republicans in there to make things happen and it's keep the job. economy going. So, yeah, but my mom is but like, you guys to your face and then. But you guys don't fight about it. Yeah, but I feel very like like the carpet was pulled out from underneath us because we all were like one team, one dream. And then she goes, yeah, but, I, <laughs> yeah, but I'm over here. I actually did this instead. So that's so like, funny. Well, that's okay. a good reminder. Yeah. So remember this. Like I, I've done – I've worked with human beings through church work and through sort of very, very average counseling for 20 years now. And there are a couple of things I've learned. And my number one sacrosanct rule is that people are complicated. Mm. Everybody you've ever met, no matter what they are – their height, their weight, their race, their orientation. It doesn't matter where you find them. They are complicated, and they do things that are inconsistent. Um, Here's the hard part, too, is that we are complicated, too. The four of us sitting around this table right now on this podcast, the people listening to us, we're all complicated. We're all capable of inconsistencies and of, if you will, betraying uh, the very people that love us in some way. And you know what you told me one time? We were dealing with some family stuff of our own and you were kind of counseling on us on it and you looked at me and said you know what most people most times are trying their best doing the best they can with what they've got they're doing the best they can and so sometimes i look at that and i'm like you're not trying the way i want you to try i want you to try a different way i want you to try the way i I want you to try the way i want but most people you know are coming into it trying the very best they can. Life would be so easy, right, if everybody agreed with everything that we said <laughs> and did it our way. Just did it my way. Just do it just, my way. Just do it my, my way. My way so much better. And that's why I always joke with Penn. I'm like, let's compromise and just do it my way. <laughs> and guess what usually happens? No. That. So to me, I want to get back to the actual, that hour, that kind of core hour of Thanksgiving. It's an important hour. It's one of my favorite hours. It's, it's all the people that you love. It can be beautiful, right? It's amazing, but it's when the hellos are done, the hugs are done. They haven't like started eating food yet, so everyone's got a you know a glass of wine, and they're about to sit down, and they haven't served dessert yet, and the kids are outside playing, so the adults have a chance to catch up with each other, and it's at the point now where a lot of families are actually trying to talk about the most boring things they can possibly talk about so it doesn't make its way into a gun control argument or a what's wrong with the White House argument or a what's wrong with our healthcare system argument. And, and so it, it shrinks the, the amount of discourse that you can have with your family. It can be used to be this limited. great free yeah. kind of flowing thing. Um, so <clears throat> one thing I would say is Again, expectation setting, which was what Max talked about, is critical. And even what I said, I'm going to expect to go in with a positive attitude, and I'm going to be as happy as I can, and I'm just going to exude love. Like you said, Kim, go in leading with a hug and a kiss on the cheek for everybody. That's part of expectation setting. I think, too, you must remember around holidays that, one, there are no perfect families. It doesn't matter what sort of prints you look at in the old magazines from the 50s. Those weren't perfect families either. And number two, all holidays are stressful. There's no such thing as the perfect holiday. I mean, there's a whole Christmas industry, Christmas movie industries built around this idea <laughs> that something's going to go wrong, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. So it's not going to be perfect. Uh, things are probably not going to meet all my expectations, but I'm 
going to choose to be as positive as I can anyway. And then once you get there, you have to decide, and even to the point where I would say even practicing, what you're going to do if someone says something that raises the steam up in your head and out of your ears, what are you going to do then? Are you going to follow it? And take the person on, or are you going to make a different choice? And you do have control over that. You have no control over what they say. You do have control over what you do when they say it. I know. And so that's where, at Thanksgiving, for that hour, I vow to just stuff more mashed potatoes in my face (laughs) (laughs) and keep quiet, if triggered. (laughs) But I would say normally I would... My my norm, I would probably, I would have a respectful conversation, but if somebody says something, my normal output is to to to, to just really fall, take the bait so, and fall for it and just, and it would be a disaster. I so, mean, there's, yeah. Right. Almost always when I give that advice, which I give it frequently. So what do I do if Uncle Blank says something really racist or really hateful or really horrible about the border wall or about... I, I would ask mm. Uncle Blank to leave. <laughs> I, 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 Uncle Blank can get and sit in the driveway. What if, okay. what if it is someone who you absolutely love and adore who is hosting the dinner? Do you leave? It depends. Okay, if they say something racist, I do get up and leave. Okay. And I ha- and like way back, way way back in my family, there was like a like a, a much older member of my family who um, who had that talk, and at like age nine, I walked out the door. But when so, you leave, what happens? I feel better. You feel better, but you don't know what happens to them. Right. And I don't think anybody that's sitting at my table would say that. So we can change that. So no, but, and, and I don't but think, somebody listening, it may happen. Um, right? So, okay. So what you're, but, so this is where it's tricky. Right. Because so somewhere, okay, I, nobody that comes into my house is going to say that. But if, if, say they something that's not a racial slur, say it's something um, – that's less triggering. That's um, taxes, taxes, that, or something. I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think what else. I, I could really be. hope you don't kick anyone out of our house. For <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that I have. I, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure that I have friends and relatives listening out there or in the world, whether they listen to this or not. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I have friends or relatives that think that teachers should have guns. Which I'm married to a teacher, yes. and I think that's the worst idea. I've ever heard. I can't imagine. Probably Colleen. because your that wife, who happen. is a teacher, thinks it's a bad idea, right. and you defer to her. Yeah. Well, yes, guess. of course. Okay. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine Colleen ever being – anyway, that's a different – Being direction. armed. No, yeah, that's hard. Back, <laughs> back in heat. <laughs> I mean, not that she's very capable but in a tough broad. But she weighs 63 pounds. But that's the kind of thing that starts off innocuously that could get really heated because right. everyone around that table, right, if the topic comes up – wants schools to be safe. Absolutely. Even the most like pro arm to teacher person wants schools to be it's safe. It's out of love for our kids. We start off at the same place. Right. And so that's one that can get heated really fast. So what do we do? So tell me what the words to say because I have a strong opinion and it's the the problem is not going to be solved at that table. Nope. And I'm not going to change your mind at that table. Nope. At all. So what do I do? So I just stuff my face with you, more you, mashed potatoes. Right. Well, well that's I just stress eat. <laughs> but the thing is if you're doing that, right, <clears throat> you're sending off the body language that I don't like this. Yeah. So they're picking up on your displeasure anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> um, remember, body language counts. 
if you get into that conversation, try to be sitting down. Uh-huh. Try to control the, the volume of your voice. Okay. Remain Why? calm. So standing up is part of the problem? Oh, once you stand up and start shouting to somebody, you're taking on the, the posture. posture of aggressive. Yeah. Like you're sasquatching. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, you're sasquatching and you're trying to push them away. Okay. okay. Sorry, so si- sitting, sitting down, sitting control down, your volume. Controlling your volume and asking them to start off with a simple question. I'm not sure I agree with that. Tell me why you feel that way. Invite them into telling you a little bit more. It's an invitation, and that way it's conversational instead of argumentative. Okay, I'm not sure I agree or with that. Or it can be. So I, so that is interesting. Mm-hmm. To and then, um, and then what happens? And then what happens? <laughs> because that could be a that could be a, also an entrance into a lot of argument. I know at that that's because now you're giving them a sounding. Well, let's, let's go down the road. Okay, so that's interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about it. Then it goes from what was the original. Uh, guns with guns with yeah. teachers. Guns. Well, so, but again, I don't well, skip over the part. I'm not sure I agree with that. Tell me more about why you feel that way. You've already said I don't really like what you just said, but tell me more about why you feel that way. And you may find out that their that their motivation, even though you you don't agree with their solution, is actually really good. The point is is to get beyond the 20 percent that we're going to disagree and fight about and try to find the 80 percent that maybe is common ground. And then after that, after they've said their piece, can you end that conversation? And like, tell me how you can end that because I just don't see a reason for that to keep going. Well, before you end it, the purpose, right, is this is your family, theoretically. Are people close enough to, to you that you've invited them to Thanksgiving? You want to be in relationship with these people at right. some level. Um, it may not be an easy relationship, but they're, they're still your people, right? They're mm-hmm. your mom that didn't vote the way maybe that you thought she was going to vote. <laughs> they're, oh, Rita. <laughs> <laughs> They're oh, the wow. people out there who who you care about. And so maybe you have a different tact. Maybe to the person that's trolling you or snarking you online, you don't have the, that's interesting, tell me more why you feel that way. <laughs> the whole presumption behind that advice is these are people that you're related to or you want to be in relationship with, and you don't want the disagreement to define your relationship. And if that's your attitude, there's a way to end that conversation by saying maybe we're not going to say see eye to eye on this. But I appreciate the deep feeling that you have. I appreciate the passion that you have on this issue. And I want you to know that mine is, mine is, I'm just as passionate and I've come out in a different way. Man, that's good. (laughs) That's really good. Is everyone writing that down? (laughs) I feel like we could make this a two minute podcast and just have that. We could have gone right to them. (laughs) And we're done. Thanks for joining us, guys. You just, you just gave two golden sentences. I'm not sure I agree with that. Tell me more. I don't know if we're ever going to see eye to eye on this. I appreciate your opinion, but I'm just as passionate about it as you are. And if we can do, if we can have those conversations without it spiraling into an insult about either side, which has become very good at insulting each other, then um, that would be a very sophisticated way to have a, a share a meal with somebody. I have another question for you. Let's hear it. You are the author of the Stay in Cleveland philosophy. Uh, <laughs> we've got an entire podcast on it. I love that podcast. We have quoted it many times. When we're arguing about something, you stay in that argument and you don't change the subject. You uh, you finish that argument. Right. Man, there's going to be some times that we're going to want to leave Cleveland on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean, Christopher? I do. Like, is, this, I do. is this an exception? Like, if we're talking about something really incendiary, is it okay for someone in the family to say, how about them Carolina Panthers? 
because... and just change the subject. <laughs> that's called redirecting, right? Yeah, and we but do it with our children Cleveland. a lot. It that's is like leaving what I'm Cleveland. worried about. Well, you well know, you're not married to these people. You're not married to them, so it's a different level. They're going eventually to go home. <laughs> <laughs> After they do the dishes, right? Hopefully, right. Hopefully they, they eat some turkey and help with the dishes, and, and they eventually go home. You don't have to stay in Cleveland in every single relationship, particularly in the ones that aren't your nuclear family. That's for sure. You just said nuclear, and I need you to rewind that and say it correctly, please. What did I say? Nuclear? I think you said nuclear. I did. <laughs> Nuclear. I think I said it wrong. Nuclear family. <laughs> boy. Um, so, but I, I, I think what... Uh, good save, good save. I think what it would be lovely to be able to just be able to see eye to eye that we all we all believe so passionately about what we think is best and that and that we have in common. Like that is a beautiful thing to have in common. We all want what's best for our children and... Um, I mean, as crazy as it is, what I see when I watch political coverage is um, at its best intentions on all sides, they want what's best for the country. Now, within both sides, are there people that are manipulating it? And there there have to be. uh, That's the human that's the human experience. That's just human life. But the, the good people on both sides of that really want what's best for the country, just like we want what's best for our children, just like we want what's best for our families. Would it be appropriate, when, and hopefully maybe not trying to start arguments, that I, I love ground rules. I love playing like 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 sports. Like we know what the game's going to be. Play with inside it. Yeah. So maybe Need a Thanksgiving be, referee. Well, before <laughs> before the blessing, before the grace, could you just kind of get up and say, "Hey, thanks everybody for being here. It's so amazing you all came out." Let's just remember there are. Thanksgiving appropriate conversations to have, and there are not appropriate conversations to have. So tonight, let's talk about love. Let's talk about family. Let's keep politics and religion and all that off the table. Enjoy. What it would never think? work in my family, but I yeah. love that. I love <laughs> what, that question. What do you think, <laughs> yeah. Christopher? I think that's fine. I would switch the language a little bit and say I don't know if I would limit the conversation topics. That's going to be hard to police. But what is sort of easy to monitor is can we have them in a way – can we have these conversations in a way, even if someone brings up a difficult topic, where we are still trying to respect and love each other? Mm-hmm. That's the question. So not so much Thanksgiving topics, but Thanksgiving behavior attitude. Yeah, and I think that it's um, yeah. we're, we're putting out we're, we're working on our Thanksgiving kind of parody video that we do one every yeah. year. Yep. I was about to say this too. You go, you go, no, sweetie. No, no, you're going, you're going. Okay, I may not agree with you, Penn. So tell me how you feel. That's really good. Yeah, I know. but I, I'm saying we should do a little. Little, like spoiler here and let people yeah. know that the theme is an elephant in the room an apolitical elephant not like the gop I elephant know, oh. but an actual oh elephant. yeah is that gonna it's be fine. an issue no no it's fine oh, God. It's, now i'm gonna overthink no, it. no it's a term the elephant in the room so like this something you're not supposed to talk about is going to come out on a tuesday we will have just shot the video that we'll be putting out next thursday and there's what we're, we're going to have we've rented an elephant mascot costume <laughs> so we're going to have an elephant at the table and you're just supposed to ignore – and Penn's like, what are we supposed to ignore, the elephant in the room? And I'm like, yes. Yes. Just ignore it. And so you're saying that that might not be the best course of action. I think there are some families that can probably pull it off. But I would suspect that most probably can't. Yeah. I, I think so. Because people know what the elephants are. And Yeah. And you have to know that, like, for as much as I disagree with my uncle, it's – <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Max. <laughs> yeah. 
just producing. <laughs> Over here in the corner producing. I you know, I disagree with most things that my uncle says, but you know he is my godfather. Yeah. And he he. I think at some point loved me. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not anymore. Still loves you. He's Come still on. Lo- I know. I know he loves me. The Doctor Phil Ninja question is, but do you know why he thinks that way? And it's back to this whole thing of I'm a person who is a complicated man or woman from a complicated family where everyone is equally as complicated as I am. When I go to Thanksgiving, when I go to Christmas, am I as willing to listen as I am to speak? Yeah. That, to me, is the ultimate question. Like, Maybe we all just need to listen a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, why do you feel that way? I, Wow, I'm I'm surprised you said that. I, I don't think I agree with that at all. Can you tell me why you feel that way? Why is that important to you? Why do you care about that And we so all much? just want to be heard, right? Oh, yeah. That's I mean, And that's why social media is such a – it's so successful because it gives us all an opportunity in a weird way to be heard. To be seen, heard, and, to seen be and heard. Seen. And conversely, that's why arguments happen because someone feels like their their opinion is being discounted. So what you're doing here is advising us not to discount anyone's opinion, even if it's – Wrong. Even if it's the lady from Las Vegas who wants to <laughs> fly joking. here and fight me, you know. I mean, there there's, there are some opinions out there, you know, um, that are truly abhorrent. Right. They are immoral. They're awful. That's a fact, and I don't think that any one of us has to sit down and validate those. Um, one thing that I've been on pretty significantly in my writing and my preaching, um, anti-Semitism. Oh, I just did God. a speech. Right. At a Jewish synagogue about how awful this was. I'm not going to have much patience for that. And I don't think there's any justifiable reason for it. I do think that if someone came to me who had had those feelings and said, as a as a pastor, as a counselor, I feel terrible that I've had that I've had those feelings in the past. I want to find a way not to have them. That's the place what I would say to someone well, tell me how you got there, because right. that way I need I need to know the story to help them, if you will, reconstruct mm. a worldview that doesn't include that. So there are some places where I think people of 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 character, people with moral fiber, draw the line. But most things are pretty gray um, in the United States, right? Where you have um, uh, some uh, really complicated immigration laws, the conversation about immigration and how to fix it, it gets really gray really fast. And it's been an p- issue for our entire a, lives. My entire life. Our, our it, whole it has lives. been a topic that my entire, and it's not going to be solved over one Thanksgiving dinner. You're right. So you brought up something else, and I'd like to go in this direction now. You talked about anti Semitism. That is metaphorically, the hill you are willing to die on, right? Everyone has one That's hill. That's one of them, they right? Have yeah. one. Let's just, I mean, everyone's got one major yep. hill that they're willing yep. to die on. I think if Thanksgiving gets in trouble, if you, if, if someone, if someone's on your hill, you know, I've got a hill, Kim's got a hill, you've got a hill. So what happens if the thing that you're really passionate about, someone says something, uh, I mean, is that, is that conversation still going to work? The one where you're like, tell me more about it. If the person who was talking to you at Thanksgiving was like, you know what? I'm okay with everything except for Jewish people, <laughs> which that, I mean, that warrants a kick out of the that, meal. That, that Maybe so. So yeah. here's the question, right? Um, if you think that's possible, 
you've got to do a lot of, if you will, practicing ahead of time. Like, what am I going to do if... Like in front aunt, of a mirror? Sure. If okay. aunt so-and-so Stuart says Smalley. blank. Yeah, it's Stuart Uncle Larry, I'd love to know no, a situation like, where this makes sense. I'd love please to, yeah, please show I, me. We're, we're now planning analysis. for disasters, and I think this is important. No. So let's, let's talk through that. Well, I think practice really counts in that case. Like, if you are going to, because of a genetic relationship to someone who might say something that is truly reprehensible or is your hill that you just can't resist not going to try to stand that ground. You must practice what it is exactly you're going to say. And that's a place where, again, I think body language really counts. In other words, when, when I start shouting and I stand up and I'm, I'm not a very small person, no one's ever going to say I'm petite. For example, the minute I do that, even with my family, Everybody shuts down because it, with my actions, I've just pushed them away. And so that's where the nonverbal stuff really counts and how I engage it. There's a way to say, I completely find that comment awful. And I would ask that you, while you're a guest in my house, never say that again in such a way that it's serious and you're direct. And you said, I'm not going to sit here while you say that without destroying like you know, blowing yeah. nuclear <laughs> because and, and, and then, <laughs> without blowing up the whole family. And because kicking somebody out of your house, that's probably going to trigger them more into that. And they're going to dig their heels it'll in more. It'll never go away. And it'll be the Thanksgiving that you kicked aunt so-and-so out. Yeah. And um, then it gets told over and over again. About how I'm a terrible person. Correct. You become <sighs> the bad guy when you're trying to be the good guy sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it's worth dying there. Like, even the people that we love are complicated enough that they can say things or think things or represent things that we find just awful. One of the most painful things uh, that I've ever read, but I think it was one of the most powerful, was after the Charlottesville thing two summers ago where a father saw a picture of his son in the in the crowd of people that were marching as uh, as uh, in the white supremacy. The march. ones on the lawn, yeah. Yeah, the ones on the lawn. And he wrote, it was in a North Dakota newspaper, an op-ed saying, we repudiate what our son did. Oh, my god! And we call him to repent and change. And what was interesting was at the end of that, there was this thing, and when he does change, we are willing, we are waiting for him on the other side. There was that invitation to come back. It was him as a father in this family system and this family saying there are certain things we're not going to tolerate, but it's not as though we've stopped making a space for you. If and when there's you, always a seat at the that's table, exactly right. There's seat, yeah. The table's welcome for you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for the holidays, <laughs> yeah. guys. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, America. You know what? No, we're, we are going down some paths that aren't really personally applicable. I think that, that we're, we're trying yeah, to get for to the, the record. Extremes. Nobody in my family yeah. would, would, Exa- say and, those and, and, and this things. is for a very small group of people, which is our family. We love you. Um, but we're, I, this is really kind of crisis training that I'm trying to do here, just in case something comes up. So these are all really good tips. Now, I'd love to recap them. And the way I want to do it is I'd like Christopher <laughs> to quiz Max, because Max has been up since 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And see if Max remembers all the points. <laughs> Penn. Do you want me to do the quiz? Or I think I think you're the better quiz. You're better Can you do it? Can you do it as Dr. Phil though? <laughs> Max, <laughs> can you tell me what you should say when someone says something incendiary at the table without being incendiary yourself? Thank you, Dr. Phil. I'm a big fan, by the way. Um, <laughs> I would say I appreciate what you're saying, but I would like to understand how or why you feel that way. So help me understand where you're coming from. 
And then that person talks for a little while and says some mumbo-jumbo and some heebie-jeebie that, quite frankly, doesn't sit well with you. What's your next response? Uh, I'm going to follow Kim out the door. (laughs) (laughs) I've taken my mashed potatoes to go, and I'm leaving. (laughs) C-minus. No, I think the other thing... What else? Well, he he did give some advice about after that next one to say... I, I appreciate, like, I respect what you're saying. Yes. Um, and I'm not going to, I, I we're don't not feel gonna, Yeah, we're not going to solve this problem here. That's right. But I feel just as passionately the other way. Yeah. And then you would, you would skip ahead of if they um, turn into, just say something ridiculous um, about genetics or other things, like basic right. human rights. At that point, uh, if, if there is a really serious hill, um, then there's, there is a crisis response as well, which is still not to leave, right? It's to, it's to say... Please do not say that in my house. Yeah, don't say that here. Like, yeah. like I'm that's just not gonna, appropriate for Thanksgiving. No, that's I not think appropriate. That's, for, for, that's not appropriate for this family meal at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah. The other elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned is there are copious amounts of alcohol being drunk in these situations. Sure. And that's is all that, my notes here. Yeah. What do you that's do with, I think a lot of people listening probably either are drinking themselves or definitely no family members that are going to be drinking at that dinner. Yeah. So how do we? handle alcohol the definitely looseness. like pours yeah some gas on that flame. the chardonnay flows at thanksgiving i've mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. um well a couple things one you know your families better than anyone giving advice ever can mm-hmm. and uh fam- alcohol may be a huge thing in your family the other thing that sometimes happens in families is mental illness like um you may have you know depressed deborah as your first cousin mm-hmm. and she just really isn't capable of controlling what she says and all of that you know uh what was the thing on saturday night live drunk uncle right if drunk uncle (laughs) that's your thanksgiving uh that mitigates maybe how you respond maybe you don't take anything that person says seriously and guess what no one else does either and the point is is to try to survive it because what needs to happen for drunk uncle is a different conversation with drunk uncle not about his points of view but why every time we have a family gathering do you drink yourself to the point of embarrassing everyone here which is a different whole different category but i do think that alcohol can play into uh, the acceleration of these things and if you're going to choose to drink and you know that something might set you off that's where you have to really be conscious of um, the choices that you're making when you go there to either not drink or be serious about practicing how am i going to respond if someone baits me into an uncomfortable topic we actually at confession do not drink at big family gatherings Um, on both sides. We've had family members who that's been an issue for them. So we don't have it out and don't serve it. Um, Doesn't mean like afterwards we don't have, but we never. And as a general rule in our house, we don't drink to cope with something. So if, if there's, if we feel like there's a situation where there might be some discussions, whatever, like we go in clear heads and we actually, I know that like is shocking to people, but we don't drink. Also just to clarify, we try not to drink to cope with things. We try super hard. Really hard. Yeah, but if we do, like yeah. I, I'll have, I love to have a glass of wine to celebrate something, to toast, and I will if we're at a dinner. But if it's if it's a real struggle, I perp- just because I've seen enough friends go through it, I purposefully am like I become very aware yeah. and I shut it down and I don't drink. I think so. the sort of the number one rule is if all you're doing to cope is drink or 
uh, take your um, Xanax or whatever yeah, it is. In general, that's, in general, that's yeah. when you get into massive amounts of trouble. Mm-hmm. I would say that for most adult people, if you're doing things to cope, solve a problem, deal with the stress, and part of that is to sit down with your partner or your, your spouse and you have a glass of wine just to relax and say, we're going to survive this. It's completely that's different. completely different. Because there are some, there have been moments in you know, in people in my life where I can tell it's 930, the text messages are getting really long and very accusatory and the language is getting like a little, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put this down. I'm going to trust that tomorrow they're going to have a different response. So I never want to be responding to something like that, having had a couple glasses of wine. So we actually, I know it's not, I mean, we do like sip my Chardonnay and all that stuff, but we actually aren't big drinkers, which might be shocking to people. And I would just say that, again, if your family faces that issue, if there is someone at Thanksgiving who has an addiction problem that, you know, or you think might that choice of simply not serving it for a holiday is actually quite lovely. I mean, that's respectful of what they need. Honestly, almost never. It's very rare. What happens sometimes in my household with my family is there are a lot of family members, members that don't drink regularly. Uh, yeah, so keep, when they have one, keep in mind I like, do a food and beverage podcast, so there's I am always <laughs> there's always <laughs> alcohol somewhere nearby. Uh, but like my mom never drinks, but I'll make her a margarita, and all of a sudden, like she's she's like, really happy real fast. Yeah, and I this know. is a not a typical moment. So then you got to put that in reference too. Yeah. It's like all so right, people who aren't used to it are kind of hitting the gas pedal. You know what's great? We um, we're talking about a very happy, fun holiday. And we have discussed uh, passive aggression, <laughs> um, substance <Shut> abuse, alcoholism, <laughs> depression, uh, racism, racism, anti-Semitism. Mm. We, we had a, a cameo appearance from Charlottesville, Virginia. Happy Thanksgiving. So let's end with something positive. <laughs> Christopher, tell us how Thanksgiving can bring families closer together. I, there's lots of ways. Uh, for example, my favorite thing to do is to get people together who don't normally cook. I mean, just being in the kitchen together as anybody that's ever tried to cook to your food and wine, you know, work yeah. that food and drink, the work that you do, Max. Getting people together to cook, to prepare meals, setting the table. Um, it's a time to share memories of family members who have died in the past. Yeah. You know, the great things that grandma so-and-so told us when mm. we were little and passed those on. Bring it's out the a photo time albums. to pause. Photo albums. Mm. Um, games maybe that you played when you were a kid that, you know, nobody wants to play. They'll play them at Thanksgiving, things that you can remember. You know, uh, Dad, tell us about the time when remembering family stories, those times when everything went wrong on vacation when you were six, but it was miserable then, but now it's the sweetest memory you have. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving really can be all of that. It can be a time to remember and to pass on family wisdom and family lessons. It can really be beautiful. I feel better now. And uh, (laughs) when you're making the cranberries for your dinner, don't skip out. You can buy fresh cranberries. Okay, no. You can throw them in a bowl. No. I mean, unless you like the cans. Here's here's the the deal. I did this one year. That big jelly thing. I did it with like orange (gasps) zest. I Uh spent like a day on it. And then we put a can next to it. And then I put a can with with like. Don't even say this. Just right out next to it. Everybody. Canned was gone. Do you have more? And nobody touched my fresh cranberries. That was your first. Don't give them options. Make them elevate their game and only (laughs) eat the good stuff. That also happens with like stovetop versus the actual. Actual stuffing. Yeah. Who uses stovetop at Thanksgiving? <clears throat> uh, I love 
stove time. <laughs> this episode brought to you by, by Stover. No, this episode is not brought to you. I know it's not. So uh, I have to tell you a funny story. Last year, I because we always host Thanksgiving, and last year I wanted to roast a. Tur- well, I always like roast a turkey, but Penn desperately wanted to fry a turkey. Of course. Forty-five oh, minutes yeah. later. And oh my gosh. So what was better by a long shot? Oh, it's so annoying because I spent like so much time on this bleeping turkey and then he goes outside and, the, and everybody's out in the driveway and oh let's watch Uncle Penn almost burn the house down and of course it was delicious and it was so <laughs> annoying the one, the one that killed me one year was I told uh, my in-laws that I was going to make green beans and they thought I was going to bring the camo mushroom green yeah, with the, the green onions, bean casserole which I don't like because all I can taste is the mushroom soup so I made like Real beans, and I had creme fraiche, and I had what? tarragon, yeah. almonds. I roast in the pan. Yeah, this was legit. A little, lemon, little lemon juice over the top. All anybody ate was the the, 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 the one that was the cream of mushroom soup with the onions baked on yeah, top. Yeah, because you just go and like mine was sitting there, <laughs> and you like stir it up, put in some fried onions on top. Mm, that's good. That's so good. Healthy tip for the mashed potatoes, yeah. where you can get your vitamins. Uh, Cut the recipe in half of potatoes and replace them with apples. Ooh. What? Yep. And you st- and you boil the apples just like you boil the potatoes. And what? You, and you whip them. And it is delicious. There's an acidity from the apples that come in so nice, but they're is not that sweet. sweet. It's not sweet because you also still will put butter and you'll put cream and like salt. you're supposed to and yeah. salt. Salt, pepper. But the, the apples are amazing. I'm and it's gonna the try best. this. And don't tell anybody. That'll be the best part. No. Well. I feel like I need to do two recipes. Yeah. I also oh, do nope, that, you did it again. See, I'm giving them options. You put the jelly yep. next gonna, to the good. She loves to cook. I love the apples idea. I think I'll probably like eat three helpings and then I'll poop for three straight days. <laughs> um, and that'll be great. Come to this podcast for family advice. Leave with some bowel movement I'm just, advice. Hey, I'm glad we're all smiling and laughing because... Stuff got dark there for the middle of this podcast. <laughs> I think it's important that it, that we went there. Well, I but... think that my favorite compliment when when listening is like, oh, it made us laugh, but also, it, you know, we learned something. And I hope mm-hmm. that people – my prayer is that people have just – can reconnect with their families. And if we can reconnect with our families, maybe we can reconnect with that – you know, guy you went to high school with that makes crazy comments on Facebook. Like maybe there's like a stay in Cleveland, honey. But no, I'm just saying that if we can reconnect with people like baby steps, we can be friends again. That's because if we true. were friends in high school for some reason, we liked each other at some point. Let's be friends again. I mean, I find that people who argue the hottest about issues or politics, if you can get them to sit down and talk to each other about things that aren't that issue, you will find out that they agree on 80 or 90 percent of everything. Right. And what we do is human beings, for lots of reasons, and you can read this theory everywhere, we maximize the negative. We maximize the points of disagreement. And that becomes the whole conversation. And it, it really hurts families and it destroys friendships. There's no doubt about that. And let me tell you something. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy. Apathy. So if you have arguments, it just means you love each other. Sort of. Sort of, kind (laughs) of. Well, right. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Okay, Phil. Okay. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Christopher, for coming in. Nice. Get some sleep. By the way, the perfect holiday is New Year's. 
<laughs> you were you said there's no perfect holiday. There is. It's New Year's. We're in bed by like 9 p.m. That's why it's perfect. <laughs> um, football and well, it, take, a, it, take a screenshot, tag us at the Holderness Family on Instagram. We do our best to reply to every single one. Thank you so much for listening. If you could leave a rating and on iTunes and a review and hit subscribe and all that blah blah blah. Nobody's listening at this point anyway, right? We're Have like a great in, Thanksgiving. And I, we'll probably write some. We'll have something written to go with this, just with some of Chris's top tips because they're fantastic. Yes, thank you, Christopher. Thank you. If dogs and cats can get along, if dogs and bunnies can get along, if Vader and Obi Wan can get along, if brothers and sisters can dance together without punching each other, maybe we can all get along just for this one day. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.